young young Jonathan DiCarlo, you put battle damaged in front of any fucking action figure. You were on board. You were on it. Oh, my, my parents were sad parents until payday. villains and rock and roll uh we are on episode 15 um we are uh, recording this on our our new our usual uh situations i'm here at uh at bad rabbit everybody else is at their respective homes um it's 420 so take that as you will <coughs> uh <laughs> so um there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff on this doc um that that we have to talk about and a lot of it is is good stuff but um i i think i i like kind of starting the episode off with some things that we talked about you know on the last episode uh, especially if one of us was able to go and watch the the thing that we were talking about so for instance i've i've done two of them i watched all of the halo episodes up to episode 4 i believe episode 5 came out today um or no, one, two, and three are out. I don't know. Whatever. So, I was caught up to today's episode. Um, I am. I am now good. Good with Halo. <clears throat> um, has anybody okay, else? Watch it. No. Ah, no. I, well, my, I. <laughs> I personally didn't pay. Somebody else paid. I used their subscription, and they used well, my Disney Plus. Mod. No. Um, I think, I just <laughs> Which we will get into later. Do. We will get into just, later. I just want to get into this. I just want to say one thing before you get into your the, the Halo spiel. And I'm not, this is not an affront at you, Jeff. It's not a dog at you or anybody who enjoys the Halo show. But I think, I'm not positive, but I think that Halo might be my version of Foreman with Star Wars. Yeah. That's my eyes roll back in the head, tune in, turn off, drop out for like <laughs> however long it takes. And then I'll be back after, after this, <laughs> after these messages. Listen, that's. Um, I, I think that there's probably like, it's it's horror movies for me, so I think we all have one of those topics where I we just don't want to talk oh, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it is what it is. Um, I try to keep horror stuff to a minimum. Well, horror I mean, stuff I will not hold back on. But yeah, horror I, stuff. Here, here's the thing. I I think one of the things that we're learning about this podcast is that we all have similar tastes. Uh, whenever it comes to the things that we that we like, but the things themselves that we like are all different and that's what makes this so much fun to do because we can sit here and talk about that stuff and uh you know get four different opinions including one that is typically a dissenting opinion um compared to the the rest of us so you know it's that's that's one of the things that i always find fascinating is that there's always a different opinion typically on every one of the topics that we talk about if everybody agrees it's boring yeah exactly um drama makes it fun so, um, anyway, here's what I will say about Halo. Um, for a series that cost as much as it did, I wholeheartedly agree that it looks very cheap. Like, very, very cheap. Um, so, this, this, the budget on this in total, uh, they're saying that it was, it's greater than $90 million on Wikipedia. Uh, I I thought they were I thought they were over uh, I I thought they were over like five hundred million in, in total budget with all the rewrites and you know things like that. The production budget must have been you know around ninety million, but 
for a for a series that cost that much money um that very first sequence uh in in the in the show might as well have been on firefly yeah yeah hey don't don't insult a 20 year old sci-fi but but that it's 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 a good comparison it's fair it's it's a very fair comparison yeah what's Um, the name of master chief's little uh hollow lady cortana Cortana. what cortana Cortana. i just looked i just found a picture of what i believe is the tv version of that and it's Shocking. It's yeah, it's Shauna Malway. I believe it's played by Shauna Malway Tweet from the recurring character in Parks and Recreation, which is going to be very distracting for me mm. moving forward. Um, I actually, on the Cortana thing, I was talking to um, someone about this, where I was actually sort of surprised. This is going to sound stupid. I was kind of surprised that they didn't change her name. Um, because, because the obvious comparison, right? Because uh, I knew... Cortana from Halo, right? But then she became like the the Microsoft version of Siri, and I assumed that I assumed that somewhere there would be a producer note where they were like, "Well, the people that don't know about Halo are going to be confused. Like, why is this character named after like, yes, Microsoft's version of Siri?" I was actually really surprised that they kept name as goofy as that sounds so one of the things that's that's most interesting about windows is that it was specifically done because they own the rights to that name right so like that's that's why it's named cortana so they're 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 doing this is probably a a dual marketing scheme for them because if people enjoy the halo series but weren't necessarily fans of the game now they're gonna think about cortana you know what I mean? They're going to think about using it because they enjoyed the series. Um, and I, I believe still voiced, by the way, for or by Jen Taylor, the person who voiced Cortana in the games. I, mm. I believe she still does the voice uh, in the uh, television series. She totally does, yes. Huh. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my... Uh, it, you know, it's funny that we were talking about dissenting opinions and things like that, because I think one of the things you said to Carla last week was that uh, it felt really cheap, and I, uh, that's the, that was like the first thing I noticed was that it just yeah. it didn't look like a big budget TV series that it should have been. And it's hard it's hard to explain because it's not even necessarily because I think I think whenever you say like oh this this show looks cheap or this movie looks cheap the 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 um like first place your brain goes is to like the CGI. Yeah. Um, and this is not just isn't that. necessarily terrible in the show. It's just the look of it, the sets, um, mm-hmm. uh, the way it's. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It's. It's very. It's very clean looking. Um, in terms of just like the image itself is just very like evenly. Ex- I mean, this we've had conversations about this before, but. It, it looks just very evenly exposed and evenly yes. lit. And when you do that, it it you lose some production value. Yeah, I hate like, it. I hate it. Not to cut you off to Carl, I hate the flat and wide shot for efficiency, fucking no contrast method that they're using and they have been using forever. It's like, you know what? You know what was shot flat and wide with like very little contrast? Fucking three point sitcoms. That's right. like, yeah, yeah. Just, what the fuck are you doing? Like, let's let let's have some let's have some scope, some scale, some fucking. 
anything of visual interest that isn't just a, designed to look good on any fucking screen. Because and that's what happens. Go and, ahead. Go and ahead. We, we were talking about it with Matrix. Here's what happens. Costumes look infinitely cheaper when you do that. Yep. Um, sets look infinitely cheaper when you do that. Yep. It doesn't matter how good a costume looks to your eyes. If you don't light it and shoot it properly, it looks cheap. Like, and that's that was another true. one of the things that I noticed about this particular series is the Spartan armor, which is supposed to be this massively technologically advanced armor that can repel most anything, looked like plastic. It looked like plastic. Yes. He's walking around, and it's, I mean, every, by the way, the, the folly in this is also way overdone. Like, every single footstep is a thump. Right. Like, thump, 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 thump. So he sounds like he weighs about a ton and a half. But the, he is the arm. Oh, I'm, yeah, he, he, I'm, and I'm sure boy. with all that armor, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like that, but the, it looks like it's stormtrooper armor. It looks like it's plastic. Does everybody sound like that? Yeah, uh, everybody in the Spartan armor. Like so, okay. all of the all of the Spartans sound extremely heavy. And it I'm, sounds I'm, like a two oh nine. It's especially prominent um, when he's like dramatically walking, but it seems like they did it for literally everything. Every, like if he's running at an enemy, it's thump, 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 thump. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's really, really overdone. Um, but I will say for, for all of that aside, production value aside, um, I enjoy the performance so far uh, of the, I don't, I don't know his name. Um, Pablo Schreiber. Yeah. Okay. He's a good actor. He's cool. He is. He's, in, he's really he's good. In some good shit. I, I I enjoy I enjoy his uh, I enjoy his his performance so far. Um, the uh, the remainder of the cast I, there there aren't really a bunch of you know huge names um, other than uh, oh my what's Hazley uh, Natasha McElhone I think is how you yeah. pronounce your last name. She's yes. the only name that I, or the only person that I really recognized, um, you know, as a as someone who's who's had some sort of a, you know, an acting career, at least one that that is, you know, recognizable by a by a novice. So, uh, but the 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 story is 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 well written. Um, it takes about an episode and a half to get you, and then once you're you know once you're in there, you're it's it's good to go. Um, by like the third episode, I think I was I was pretty well binging at that point. Yeah, I think. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the first user review on on IMDb says bad for generic sci-fi slash terrible for Halo. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I I don't know that I would. I don't know that I would go that far. I think is if it were a generic sci-fi, if I had never played the Halo games and wasn't looking for some connection, um. I would be I would be okay with it because again it there are there are very there are several portions of the the show that remind me of Firefly. Um, it's an easy comparison to make. Uh, not necessarily in the you know the good versus evil side of it, um, but just the way that it feels and the way that it's written. It's it, are there like uh, war documentary type shots, like snap in 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 the in the big. The big battle that has occurred so far, there's only been really one. Yes. Um, okay. I was just wondering. There's also um, <clears throat> they also integrate. I will I will give Halo credit for this. Uh, sort of where I think I know where you're they, going with this. 
they do integrate a lot of the first person stuff in there so much better than it's uh, not as distracting as as like doom or anything like that it kind of makes sense they actually like you can tell they actually kind of thought about when they were going to incorporate that and i mean there's just there's just cool halo stuff in it like you know like master chief like gets behind um like a cover you know when the covenant is attacking and you hear the the shield from the game like like and that's yes. cool yes and it's and it's not done in a distracting way um it's it's you know anyone who like like i usually don't like that kind of stuff a lot of the yeah. times but i was like oh that's that's pretty cool um they integrate it pretty pretty well and it's not overdone um they they seem to have really kind of like you know they they kind of went in and said okay like how much of this can we put in here without it being distracting or obnoxious or anything like that and Um, the the design of like the the weapons and the vehicles and things like that felt felt very authentic too like they didn't stray too far from canon or from you know from what it was in in the video game um enough that you're able to quickly identify oh ooh, look a warthog look there there that's that's a warthog but they don't like call attention to a warthog it's it's, it's just not there a, you're exactly right uh when when they're towards the end of the first episode is when you kind of like start to see like proper you know i mean they're kind of sprinkled in in the beginning a little bit but they're kind of yeah. like repurposed and stuff like that but but when you see the proper warthogs it's not like this like money shot of a warthog it's just people get in a warthog and drive it <laughs> like, yeah. and i was like holy shit they're not like doing like this like that thing where it's like we have to get all these beauty angles of the warthog because the warthog is so important yes and, and stuff like that um so i i did appreciate that and also i i need to mention and this is why i kind of want to keep watching it um bokeem woodbine is in it yeah yes I, fucking love Bokeem Woodbine. He is uh his character Mike Milligan in season 2 of Fargo is maybe one of my favorite TV characters of all time. He is so good in Fargo and just really great in kind of everything. I I yeah. like that's the one thing that bummed me out about the first Tom Holland Spider-Man is because I had heard that he was going to be in it and I was like And it was such a small shit. role. Yeah. And he was like barely And he, and, like, and he was advertised as the Shocker. He was advertised as Shocker. So I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be great. He's 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I should have mentioned he's he is another uh, one of a recognizable actor, and it seems like in in terms of his particular role, uh, hopefully he's rooted for you know the rest of the season. I, I would hate to see uh, him disappear because he I think he adds something to the to the plot a little bit too. Um, but yeah, uh, it, Halo. If you haven't if you haven't had a chance to 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 catch up on it yet, I think there's only six or seven se- uh, episodes in the first season. Um, maybe eight total. Um, and I just, I, I actually looked it up. So episode four is out now. Episode five is coming out tomorrow. Um, so it's your watches, everybody. If you're, uh, yeah. So that by the time that this would play, it will have been out. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm into it. I'm, I'm digging it. Um, so far so good. I, you know, like I said, aside from feeling and looking a little cheaper than what I would have expected, um overall it's a it's not a it's not a bad not a bad watch um halo wise or or sci-fi wise at least in 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 my perspective um one thing that is a bad watch though is moon knight and i uh 
I have I that is another uh, show that I have one hundred percent watched um, up to the available episodes. Um, No, I I think we can all agree that out of you know at least Moon Knight is is. Well, actually, has anybody else seen Moon Knight besides Jeff and I? Has anybody else no? Gone down I, I just okay. do not have the time in my it's day. It's whatever. It's honestly. I mean, whatever. you're not missing much. And here, here's what I. This is actually. I'm probably. I'm probably going to be of the two of us here, John. I'm probably going to be the one who is off base um, with what everyone else will think. I don't think it's terrible. In fact, I don't even think it's bad. Um, after watching, it took me two episodes. It's it's your standard Disney Plus show. Um, where they're releasing it weekly, but it really should have been released all at once so that you can just watch it. Um, that, that's a whole other can of worms. That pisses me <laughs> yes, off anyway. because the first episode doesn't fucking make sense, and typically I'm pissed off at the end of it because it doesn't make sense. And, like, it's it's not good by itself, typically. The first episode of, of these shows are not good, the only exception being The Mandalorian. Um, are you but saying the first episode of every Marvel show has not been good? D- damn near. They all start off extremely slow and typically pick up around episode three. I don't remember hating the first episode of Falcon Winter Soldier. I don't remember hating the first episode of. But I get what you're saying. They all. Well, they all. Have, yeah. You have to start out a little. You have to build a little. Yes. It, like, I I, I don't disagree, do, but there needs to be a hook. I agree with you. I agree. Oh. With you. you can do what they tried and failed to do in the first episode. You just have to be yes. engaging. I just don't think yes. that first episode is very engaging. It's just at it's all. Just, murky and nebulous for the sake of being fucking cryptic like i it's just bad storytelling that first, and again it it's gets, it gets better but that first ep- the first episode it's no. four seconds four seconds of moon Knight too like that's it four seconds of him in that costume and there's only six episodes in the first season right so like um but as there are, there are four moon Knight personalities or something like i i don't know it's just very Anyway, continue. continue. Yeah, there's yes. Moon so Knight, the, there's Moon Boy. There's, there's Steve Mutt. Mo- there's moon Steve Mark. There's the Suit, Moon Dog. Suit Moon Knight. Crypto the Moon the Moon Knight. And uh uh Action Man Moon Knight. So that that's really <laughs> that's a total grip, moon of Knight. seven Moon Knight. <laughs> um, he can spell Moon Knight. Uh so anyway, uh um, Good Night Moon Knight. If you if you're Arctic getting the offer Commando Moon Knight <laughs> Jungle Fatigues Moon yes. Knight. Battle damaged Moon Knight. <laughs> I was just gonna say, you keep, Moon if you keep going, Disney's gonna start marketing these action figures. <laughs> right. We're just giving them ammunition at this point. Oh man, you know what, young young Jonathan DiCarlo, you put battle damaged in front of any fucking action figure. You were on board. You were on it. Oh my, my parents it. were sad parents until payday. <laughs> That's funny. The coolest battle damaged toy of all time is the Terminator Skin Factory. I had that. I did too. I loved it. I had that. I I saw that on Twitter and I shared it with my sister because me and my sister had it, and I still remember that fucking smell of that skin. It's and when I was a little kid, I would bite the skin like a fucking creepy sociopath. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, num 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 num, and my parents would be like, "Don't do that. You're gonna get like cancer or something." <laughs> um. So yeah, Moon Moon Knight makes more sense now that I've seen seen the actual show. It's picking um, up. It it is, and I, I will say, like I said, by by the third episode, uh, which is what I believe is out now. There's 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 three of them out, with the fourth one, actually the fourth one hits today. So by the time people hear this, it it will have been out for several days. Um, 
the by the third episode, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm at least invested enough that I will watch the fourth episode. Um, because I've, I sort of understand now what the character is. And that's, I think that's one of the, the, the mistakes that is made with this particular character. And it is easier to overlook with some of the other titles you mentioned, John, is that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're familiar with Falcon and Winter oh, Soldier. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You're, you've, you're you've, familiar with Wanda there. and Vision. You know what I mean? Um, they, we've they never happen. seen these characters before. Can I no. tell you something real quick to, to, to that point? I watched the trailer for Moon for Moon Knight when it first came out. I literally like three days ago found out he was British. Is he actually British? He, yeah, he actually is. Actually British? Okay, okay. On the because Moon Knight, the whole yeah. time they have Oscar Isaac doing an intentionally bad British accent, and you're like, okay, so is it bad for the sake of being bad because it's not real and the character is actually American, but he has like some sort of British personality implanted in his brain? Oh. Like, <laughs> what is? I, I'm, I'm not even I'm, no, Jeff, so, am I making this no no so, off with Moon Knight. so listen the the character that he plays uh Stephen Grant has a different accent than Oscar Isaac has so he plays it up so he has his American accent uh he has his uh I mean like let me wait hold on so the <laughs> look I, I I think I fucked that up so the the American accent is he he has a different American accent than what he typically has. So he adds more like of a Chicago feel to it for okay. his, for his one okay. accent. And then his British accent is different from, I guess the, the way the character was written. That's the way I should have prefaced that. Okay. Um, so the okay. character, the character itself is, 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 I guess has a British, is British. Um, but he found a specific dialect that he, that he uses. I'm just, quickly reading through his his stuff here well, i was get... just gonna say so he he was born in guatemala and raised in miami so he yeah. basically has no like his, his like if his normal speaking voice is probably like little to no accent yeah. or at least for our ears anyway um so you're saying he put like a midwestern so kind of he, he leaned into this is the quote uh leaned into this chicago guy who's pushing people away so he has a little hey, bit of a chicago, chicago. <laughs> and uh yeah, and then the 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 Bears. British accent he specifically was looking for uh just a Lon- a London Londoner. English yeah yeah Wait. for sure yeah like posh that was intentionally bizarre and unconvincing that's the word so, i was looking for i, I say so, because it's poorly done go ahead so his one personality has a british uh, so cuz he has did right so like yes. one personality has a british accent and the other personality has like a chicago yes, yes. So like the, it's not the, quite the, as deep as that not quite as deep as that it's so a typical the like one midwestern is, is very like like nervous purvis like afraid to do anything but like kind of has a different <laughs> knowledge base than the than the uh, the rough and tumble like american guy the american guy's okay. the badass it's kind of like yes. the military type that but neither he's, of them he, are the moon knight he, both so they they both are yes they both are and they both aren't yes yes, yes that's true yes that's that, <laughs> you just you <laughs> literally just described it superposition moon knight no is they, ethan hawk a moon knight no he was he, he was, was the old moon knight. he was the old moon knight <laughs> <laughs> i shit you not yes um so the idea of Moon Knight, because it, it sounds like you guys aren't going to watch, so we can give you a little bit of background. <laughs> okay, okay. Easiest so, way I can say it's this. It's a very astute observation, Jeff. Is, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Have you seen online, it, it's kind of become a meme that it's a thirst trap for the Moon Knight in a suit. Have you seen those pictures? Well, I've seen right. the Moon Knight in the suit. Is that Ethan yeah. Hawke? No, no. That is like. That is, that, British, is, that is British. That is British. British Oscar Isaac. 
wormy British Oscar Isaac. Yes, he can't fight. He just changes into Moon Knight to wear to look cool in a suit. The other one <laughs> is like the actual comic <laughs> book Moon Knight that's the okay. badass that actually okay. fights. Listen, with the cape and I'm 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 all in on Moon Knight now. <laughs> Because this sounds like a fever dream. Uh, okay, so no, Mr. It's Knight. a lot. It's a lot. So there's the Mr. Knight guy. Is that the guy in the suit? That's the guy in the suit. And the reason that he ends up in a suit oh, is because true. someone keeps telling him, call for the suit, call for no, the suit. And no, he doesn't every, understand it. Listen, so he throws himself into a, like a suit. Listen, Answer every, the call. Time, every time I go to ask a new question, my other like previous <laughs> question gets answered is in, in the most insane way that I have to have more questions about that question. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm treading water here. It's like when Scooby-Doo and, and Shaggy would like jump in midair and run in, in, <laughs> in place. <laughs> okay. so, so Mr. Knight is Oscar Isaac in a Thank suit. You. Yes. Yes. And that is Steven. That right? is his, Moon, his British that character. Is yes. That is Mark. Moon Knight. <laughs> wait, wait. No, no. Suit. Suit is Steven. Suit is Steven. Who is Stephen Grant? Yes. Knight is Mark Spector. M- Mark Spector, yes. Okay. <laughs> really his name? Mark Spector. Yes. That is 100% his name. Son? Yes. yes so, that'd be yeah. a fun twist. So, <laughs> so, okay. So, Ethan Hawke is not like a manifestation of a personality. <clears throat> Ethan Hawke's character is actually a separate character. An actual character, yes. So, the, the idea of this is that Mark Spector has made a deal with an Egyptian god, the god of the god of the moon, called Khonshu. Khonshu yes. um, gives Mark Spector the ability to call the powers of Khonshu uh, to carry out his bidding because he owes him a debt, but it's not really been described why. Is it a life debt? It is a life debt. Yes. They they're hinting that it is some sort of like he was near death or something. And they brought him back from the dead, yes. yes. So um but Spectre suffers from DID, so he also have a person has a personality, Stephen Grant, who is, you know, a British guy living in London. I'm terribly um, sorry. <laughs> yes. Like like it, it goes a little wacky again by by, by episode three. Um <laughs> Where there, like where it he wasn't like, already. Oh, it, it yeah, no. <laughs> um, but on in truth, though, I know, I know, we're 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 playing it up a little bit, but in truth, the the we're story really itself not. has. We are well, really not. It, yeah, it's it's a, we are talking exactly that we're telling you exactly. I, what the, I would what say the that our level, the level of crazy we are imparting <laughs> is on is is on the same level as the first episode. It gets yes more sane as it goes. Yes, so, but okay. The first episode feels it feels like you're losing your mind, and that's very much by design. <laughs> I think. In so I sent I sent that text over. message after I watched the first twenty five minutes, <laughs> where I was just like, "This is I am in deep trouble. I should not have started this. <laughs> <laughs> not should not have started this. None of this makes sense." No. So okay, last question. So so American personality of. Oscar Isaac was the one that made the deal with Kushu or Konshu. Mark yes. Mector, yes. Mark Spector yes. is the one that made the deal. Yes. yes. So so Mark Spector knows that he made this deal, but the British personality doesn't? Correct. At the beginning of the show. Uh, you're right. The, the, so you're Moon kind Steven of learning shit the with the British personality. With, oh, with okay. Which is why okay. it gets confusing because okay. 
like he will so in the in the first time you meet him he wakes up and he like shackles shackles himself to the bed and like tapes himself into the room <laughs> and has like sand around his bed because he he he'll keep waking up in random places so he doesn't understand why he keeps waking up in these random places so he's trying to stop it from happening uh can I, and it's because mark specter keeps being moved no <laughs> I've never seen a single episode of Moon Knight. It is now officially my favorite TV show. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we could help. Um, yeah, Moon Knight. Uh, I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. But John, I'm really glad you did too. I have to be honest with you. I don't want to be alone on this. No, because no, I know no. I know that I am the only one who has watched Moonfall so far, and uh, I feel very alone. And it's affecting my personality. <laughs> I, um, personalities listen, now. As soon as yeah. Moonfall goes up and it starts Moon streaming, Jeff. I'm I'm there. I'm there. Um, but secret superhero personality. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um. So <laughs> let's uh let's uh <clears throat> Moon Knight. Um. So John, you want to rant about Andy? I'm assuming this is Malinok, uh, because. This is one of those things that only Malina will put it on here. So let's. You want to talk about Indy for a little while? Is that what uh, Indiana uh, Jones? Just a just a just a quick little bit. Um, I, look, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying and failing to make an effort to have reason when I bitch and moan about a movie or TV show or whatever. Like I I want to to produce reasons behind my opinions, not just say, "Well, this sucks." or the writing is just not there. The acting is bad or this or that. Like, yeah, this is why I was not a fan. Right. You have to be able to back up what you're saying. I went Although, to be fair, it is okay just to say, you know what? I didn't fucking like it. That's true. That's true. Um, but I started reading up on some of the shit that has happened thus far within D5. And I'm just like, why are we doing this? No one is asking for Indiana Jones 5. Harrison Ford is near death. He's fucking, he's in his 80s, for God's sake. And they're trying to put him in the, the coat, the hat, and the whip like it's 1987. Like, like, dude, come on. Uh, Spielberg stepped down. <laughs> like, David Kep was the writer, stepped down. Jonathan Kasdan came in, son of Lawrence Kasdan, friend of the, sh friend of the show. Uh, and then <laughs> Jonathan Kasdan left. David Kep came back. And that's what they're going with, I think. But like, friend of the show. I, I just yeah I'm I, I'm I don't I don't even care. Go ahead, fact check me. I dare you. Um, no, but like I just I don't I don't understand why we're do. I mean I do understand. It's just cold hard cash grab. But like mm. James Mangold is is directing because Spielberg he wants to give a a, a new director with a fresh take a chance. More like he wants to wash oh. his hands of this fucking yeah. nightmare. That's exactly uh, what it is. Which is like. You know, it's the same kind of we, – we always surmise, um, for those of you who don't know, back at the time, you know, maybe if you were a, a little young and at the time when the prequels were being made, there was a rumor. Young Ling, young Ling yes. Young, young – uh, yes. So, they got um, wiped out. If no. your midichlorian count was high enough, you'll know if what he's talking about. If your midichlorian count was high enough, uh, you could have – Ron Howard direct episode two and Steven Spielberg direct episode three. That was an mm. actual rumor for a while. Yes. And then all of a sudden yeah. that rumor George Lucas. very quickly. 
and Spielberg was like, you know what, George, these are these are really your films, right? Yeah. So it, it you know it's very classy of Spielberg to do that, but that's his way of being like, I am not touching this shit with a ten foot pole. Like, so in some, I just don't understand why we're still on the Indiana Jones. Thing. Okay. Like, just, just leave I can there. answer. I can answer some of your questions. So. You're, you said that no one has asked for this. Let's be very clear. Let's be very clear. Walt I, Disney Studios has asked for this. I'm not talking about the people who stand to make money. I'm talking let's, about let's be very of clear. The, the franchise. Let's be very clear. Uh, additionally, additionally, um, I I'm interested to see because there's nothing on the Wikipedia page currently about budget, but I'm sure that that will get out eventually. Um, the only way for them to get Harrison Ford to be back in this film is a literal dump truck of money. There is no way they are not paying him some absorbent amount of cash. But most importantly, uh, I, I, I hate to see the turmoil that the, that this is in. Um, because it's not going to be good. We just know it's not going to be good. No. And if it is good, then what? What happens if it is good? Disney. Not, I, I know it's it's not going to be tomorrow with your head sewn to the car. Nope, absolutely not. That's that's that that's absolutely true. Yes, but what happens if it's good? Just just throwing it out there. Are you going to have Harrison Ford come back at eighty five and play Indy again? Or are you going to pass the torch to somebody else? Is that the is that the point? I, I have a very strong feeling that the passing of the torch is going to be part of this fifth installment. And if it's not, then they're insane. So just looking at the right. people who are currently signed on to this. Um, Good cast. It, it really, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's interesting. Good I mean, cast. you have uh, the torch will be passed to Boyd Holbrook. Is who I, yeah. Is who I, I right off the bat I could see him I could see him leading this. Um Toby Jones. But yeah, I don't I I can I can appreciate the idea of wanting to keep the Indiana Jones story relevant for for marketing purposes cuz they spent 4 billion dollars on Lucasfilm and you know Star and Wars is doing fine so let's focus on something movie. else. Um, okay, real quick. One of the credited writers' names is Jez Butterworth. <laughs> that and, has to be. And his brother, true, John right? Henry Butterworth. <laughs> the Butterworth Boys. Is that on IMDb or is that in. Oh, that's on IMDb. Get the fuck out of here. It's on Wikipedia and, yeah. And then here's here's something, okay? This is fucking crazy. Uh. Some filming in Sicily involved actors dressed as Roman soldiers, which created speculation that the film's storyline involves time travel. Oh, for fuck's sake. Listen to me. I hope that's true. We will will know that ahead of time. And if it involves time travel, I'm going to see it. (laughs) I will be in the theater to see that movie if it involves time travel. I'll go to a drive-in. I will be there to watch that. (laughs) (laughs) Drive-in. Oh, listen to this. On November 4th, 2021, a camera operator named Nick Kupak was found dead in his hotel room. Oh, there you go. Di- 
Disney yeah. stated his death was not production related. Oh my god. Are you you can't even give the man some condolences, you evil fucking corporation. Oh my god. Yeah, no, we didn't do that. Well not Well not Oh jeez. Uh, Dang. You want you You wanna ask any more questions, you gotta talk to Jess Butterworth. <laughs> You gotta talk to the Butterworth boys. You gotta talk to the Butterworth boys. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna do that. No, no. <laughs> All right. Um, you want concrete shoes? You come to the Butterworth boys. <laughs> Good lord. Butterworth boys. They talk to Tony Legbreaker. <laughs> Got that Jimmy kneecapper. They're also wheeling John Williams back out for this, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. My God, he's on. He's in an iron lung, man. Like, come on, ninety dude, years dude, old, dude. Please let me die. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just like shooting him full of green goo, like at the end of Halloween Six. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, you're oh. writing untitled fifty Indiana Jones film score. That's su- that's such a goddamn shame. I mean, Tiffany's on. Didn't he one. retire? Didn't he actually say, "Hey, listen, I'm for real. I'm done." They just keep. Throwing money at him. I guess. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. You know what I'm sick of, though? I'm sick of the man delivering categorically, unabashedly amazing scores for dirt, awful, suck movies. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's doing Obi-Wan Kenobi, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to die. He's he he doesn't have much left. The, The poor son of a bitch is nearly 100 years old, and they've eked every little bit of oral gold out of him fucking uh, it just makes me so sad but what i was getting to is that the scores were legitimately great for the prequels that's one thing that i will yeah. always defend to the oh, day yeah. that i die that yeah, music is amazing chords. and the movies that fu- that were paired with it are no they don't deserve how good that that music was you um, know there's the there's other things i've i've yeah i mean so the the sequel trilogy interesting situation i i I hate to bring up TikTok, but I'm going to. Um, there was a, a TikTok that I was watching where they were analyzing the score and specifically Ray's theme and Kylo Ren's the theme. The Dyad and the Force. I and, saw that. And they're, yeah, and both of those were written for the first fucking movie. Yeah. But they're, they're opposite of one another. So yeah. if you, if you play Kylo's theme in reverse, it's, it's Ray's theme. Right. Hilariously, they're all the same notes as Palpatine's theme. Like if you play if you play Kylo Ren's theme in a minor key, you get the the theme for Emperor Palpatine. Oh, like, it's like the composer is the only one that fuck, understands. Story he was the only one that knew the more. goddamn story. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote it. He wrote it two years before everything else came out. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean Indiana Jones, cool. I can't believe that he's fucking. I can't believe that. I really, I did not know it, and that's really a shame. I mean, good for him. <laughs> You know, John Williams' legacy will live on and would have lived on without doing Indiana Jones 5, but there he is, stepping back up to the podium. Um, all right, so who's uh, who Who you wants to talk about me? your voice is infectious. It is. I feel bad for the guy, man. Like, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Oh, I know. I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I think that's the problem, like. Like I think I think the people in charge are like, man, fans are gonna love this, and we're all just like, let him sleep. Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah. Cicchino, he's good. Let John Williams take a nap. Yeah. Um, 
So I've full disclosure on this next little topic here. I have never seen the Orville, and I know that it's good. Never seen it. So they have a I, season three coming out. It's a okay. That, I wanted to talk to you specifically about this, to Carlo. Is is it because I was confused? Is it actually season three, or is it a new show that is that takes up where the second season left off? Because they're they're moving from Fox to Hulu, right? right. So, um, it, so it's a new show, but they're picking up the story where the second season ended. That's right? my assumption that it's just kind of like a rebranding thing. Um, yeah. I, I, for a while, I was like, is this just going to be like a like a Hulu like movie or whatever? I'm, I'm, I'm not one hundred percent positive because I was literally like on YouTube like one day not too long ago and saw the trailer and I was like, oh, holy fuck! Like Orville? Okay, great. Um, it, so it, by the way, it, it it says directly on the Wikipedia page that it is a it is a season, it is a, it is the third season, and will consist okay. of eleven episodes, and they yeah. typically will run longer. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, because it has like a weird subtitle, doesn't it? Like your the new, new horizons. horizons, new horizons, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So I guess that makes sense. So I, I just I, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because it, it the Orville is such a, a weird fucking anomaly. So I, Jeff, mm-hmm. you're not going to care, Foreman. Mm-hmm. You're not going to care. I'm interested in the show. Don't get me wrong. I just haven't watched it. Well, you're you're okay. The reason I say you're not going to care, I don't mean to be dismissive, but what I what I was getting at is that so the Orville started out as like a brosive fart and boob joke, like fart and boob humor type show set in like a Star Trek universe. And it very quickly kind of pivoted into what a lot of old Star Trek fans were missing. Like, it's almost like they realized mid-production, like, wow, we really kind of, we just want to do a Star Trek show because nobody's fucking doing one. So that, I mean, it, it gained a shit ton of popularity from all of us fucking people that grew up with the old Star Trek because it's the closest thing to an old Star Trek that's going right now. It really is. And um, you're you're right, John. There's definitely because when I first started watching it, um, it was a couple episodes, and I'm like, oh, so it's just kind of like a Seth MacFarlane thing in space. Oh yeah. no! And I was yeah. like, but you know what? I'll put it on if I'm looking for something to watch, or if like you know I have to wait a few more days for like fucking Better Call Saul to come on or something. <laughs> like, I'll put on an Orville episode, and I was like, there is definitely a point where you can tell that they were like. It it all it it sort of felt to me that, um, and this could this could not be true, but but there's a part of me that thinks that that McFarlane was like, I will I will use these like first few episodes as a proof of concept to get my foot in the door of you right. right Seth McFarlane in space, and then once they once they were like, you got a season order, kid. He was like, great. Now, now we're going to do what we really want to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I the pilot episode was directed by John Favreau. Yeah, Jonathan Frakes directs a bunch of episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot of Star Trek people, and and John Favreau like does have a big a big hand in it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because it doesn't completely remove the comedy element from it. It's no, still but technically a comedy. But but the but the stories themselves are like kind of classic Star Trek stories, which are yeah. here's a problem, how do we solve it? Hmm. Here's yeah, a new I mean, situation, they, how do we deal with it? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, like, almost verbatim some of the same formulas that have been used right. over and over again in Star Trek. But in a fresh way. They're not, you know, it's not like they're copying anything. It's just they're borrowing the format, doing their own thing with it, and, and it's fun. Um, but but you're right. I think that he, I think that McFarlane absolutely was riding on, like, well, I've got a little bit of clout from, I've got clout from Family Guy, and, you know, my films haven't done that well, but I'm kind of known as a humor guy, so that's what I'll use yeah. to get this shit going. And then right. once we get, you know, get off and, and running, that's when we can really kind of dig into. And, yeah. And, and the stories are great. And the characters are fun. And it's like, holy shit, this is really this is a Star Trek show. <laughs> like, there are genuinely really good stories that stand on their own as like good, you know, like sci-fi show stories. There's there's yeah. one and it's and it's a and it's a way that they're able to blend that comedy with the sci-fi that almost uh, kind of makes it, you know, at times like I mean like visually and everything not not at all, but like tone wise and stuff kind of uh yeah, like a little bit Firefly or something in terms of like being able to balance like the comedy with kind of the the rest of the story. There's a great episode where like there's a space battle that takes place to Dolly Parton's nine to five and it's fucking great. And it's, it's cool. Amazing. And it's like it's iconic amazing. now. Like yeah. um <laughs> and and another thing I'll say about the the Orville really quick too, going back to kind of like the evolution of the show is one of the major main plot points of that first season and that first episode is, um, oh no, my ex-wife, who we split up because I, she was cheating on me, um, is my is my first officer. Yeah. Um, on this on this ship, and it goes very quickly from kind of like a moonlighting type, like you know, at each other's throats thing. And instead of going into straight into will they won't they territory, it's it's a really like it's something that you don't really see a lot with those types of dynamics where a lot of the show isn't about Seth MacFarlane trying to like get back together with his ex-wife, who's his first officer. A lot of the thrust of the show is Seth MacFarlane's character going, we have a bigger mission. We have a broader thing that we need to pay attention to. How do I, as this woman's ex-husband, um, compromise and like learn to see this person as a professional person who I have to trust in like life or death situations or exploration situations and not bring this romantic element into it? Which is really refreshing um, because that's just not how you do that story. I mean, like you, their exes, they have to work together, they're at each other's throats, then they fall in love, and for a lot of the first season of the Orville, and a lot of the second season too, it is very much like, okay, we used to be married. There's definitely some like pain and emotional shit behind this, but we both need to kind of step up and and see each other as like see each other and respect each other on like a professional and and like like almost like kind of like military level and stuff. And it's like kind of fascinating that Seth MacFarlane is is capable of doing that. <laughs> like right. like right. I have nothing against Seth MacFarlane. If you like I'm not one of those people that's like if you laugh at Family Guy you should be executed. Like if you think something <laughs> is funny, it doesn't what? matter you know how some people are like hardline like People who think Family Guy is funny, like those people are fucking idiots and blah blah I, blah. I like, believe you. I'm just uh, whatever. Man. Like it's just one of those things where it's like, well, if they if you're laughing at Family Guy, then it's doing what it's supposed to do. Like, 
like who gives a shit if it's easy or whatever like you know like i don't care um but a lot of people just like despise seth MacFarlane for like kind of like lowest common denominator humor or whatever and it's like well he never really said that family guy was going to be like a political allegory for anything no no but i mean you know what fuck you when when family guy was funny it was fucking hilarious okay it's just like every show it's it's got its its rise and its fall and then it's just zombie period you know like zombie simpsons has been going on for the last 20 fucking years um you know we've had zombie fan which i don't even think is family guy still going Mm -hmm. i I can't probably yeah no it is i think i mean i i love i love the first probably six or seven seasons the first two seasons are really bad seasons two or three through like seven or eight of family guy are fucking great everything else after that i i take or leave but um no but if you look at like a thousand ways to die in the west or or um it's renewed through its 21st season which would be the season it's currently in oh my god i can't what a world who's who's still watching it who's still watching it enough to have broadcast television right old people with nielsen boxes that's who (laughs) yeah i wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those things that uh eventually makes its way to hulu a million ways to die in the west sorry million ways to die in the west um what was the other what was another ted ted two ted ted was good ted two was not Ted was good ted was funny but I mean, I see, like, yeah, like he, like I just don't think he's just one of those guys that like can't make the jump from TV to film. Yeah, like his sensibilities just don't really work in a in a in the structure of like a three act movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I guess just what I was saying is I, I like I like I, I don't have anything against Seth MacFarlane, but I am I was taken aback by the level of maturity in a lot of those Orville seasons and how they were handled. Because it's um, there, there, there's a thing with horror comedy movies like a Shaun of the Dead or something like that, or like even like when you look at the Abbott and Costello stuff, you know, a lot of and Joe Dante, a famous you know horror comedy director from the '80s, was on record as citing those kinds of old Abbott and Costello films on you successfully make a horror comedy not by making fun of the genre that your your world is set in the scary parts are scary and the funny parts are funny and 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 that's what makes a good horror comedy and that's the kind of the way i feel about the orville where it's like a sci-fi comedy but the comedy is never at the expense of the genre it's never like isn't it stupid that everything's silver or something like that? <laughs> the, the sci-fi at at its weakest is fucking solid, and at its best is goddamn great. It's yeah, it's and it's, it's a good show. It's really never. Good. It obviously has reverence for the genre it wants to be in. It just also has you know jokes and and you know like funny plot elements. But it but when you know like there are those kind of like Star Trek TNG moments where, you know, Seth MacFarlane's character has that kind of like board, like, like meeting room speech of like, okay, how do we figure this out? Or how do we work through this? It's played straight. Um, And it's not, it's not like, I don't want to say disrespectful because like, you know, uh, maybe that's too like heavy of a word to use for like a sci-fi show, but it's not, it's not poking fun at like, 
fans of the genre and it's not poking fun of the genre itself. And there's just a really interesting balance that he strikes um, and the writers and directors, obviously like there's a really interesting balance that that show strikes. That's, that's kind of fascinating to watch because you just don't really get that a lot with TV shows. It's, this is X genre thing, so we're only going to do that genre thing. Or if it is a comedy, we're, it's going to be a parody of this thing or whatever. And the way that it's a sci-fi comedy and it's both science fiction and comedy without, you know, making fun of either of those things is, is kind of fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> um, oh, definitely. Yeah, I think... I. I are the first two seasons up on Hulu right now? I I'm sure know. that they are. Oh, I'm sure yeah. that they are. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend them. Yeah, it's on free never. It's second second season got massively good reviews. Um, much better than the first. So. Yeah, second season is when it really starts to find its its footing. The yeah, first good. season is still good, but but second season is when it's it, it it became appointment viewing for me after like in the second season where I was like I just want to watch the next episode. Same. All right. Same. Cool. That's uh that's on the list. Um speaking of something else that's on the list, uh <clears throat> feels like we've mentioned his name quite a bit for the last several weeks. Uh Ezra Miller has beaten up another person for just <laughs> liking him in general. You're kidding. Um I'm not. He was arrested the was day arrested before again. uh Ezra day before Miller yesterday in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, he Ezra beat the shit out of another person just for being a person. Ezra Miller stinks. Person appears to choke woman. In- oh, that was 2020. My God, <laughs> this is my fucking problem. Ezra Miller's a bum. Ezra Miller arrested for throwing a chair at a woman. Yeah, wow, dude. Yeah, Ezra Miller was at a party and the woman told them to leave, and and Ezra Miller said, "I'm not leaving," and she was like, "Please get the fuck out of my party." So he grabbed a chair, or they grabbed a chair and threw it at his at her head. And and I'm not laughing. Like obviously that sucks. It's just like, what the fuck is happening here? Like Ezra Miller is a menace. Like he like public enemy number one in Hawaii right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. And and it's just like what? Like if you're WB, what do you do? What do you do? Fire the fucking hell out of him. I'm, which but, I, I'm like, pretty sure they have done. Yeah. Okay. So what are they? Are they gonna even like blackball his ass? Are they gonna re? Are they gonna reshoot? Are they gonna do a stinger at the end of the Flash movie that negates Ezra Miller's version of the Flash? Like, oh, probably. You put all of your eggs in one basket with this Flash movie, bringing back fucking Michael Keaton, like all this stuff. Like what? Like what's gonna happen? They're gonna shoot an ending where he dies, and And introduce a new um, Flash. It's gonna, it's gonna be uh, Wally West Gr- or something. Grant Grant Gustin. <laughs> um, but that's that's I bet you any money that's what's gonna end up happening. They're gonna quickly, quickly shoot. It's gonna feel disjointed. It's gonna. I mean, the movie's gonna feel like that anyway. Um, but it's gonna be disjointed. It's not gonna make much sense. But it's the only way for them to move forward because they're gonna. Ha- they. I think they've already fired him, and if they haven't, they're gonna. So um, now, moving forward, now we have Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot. Out of this entire Snyderverse, those are like the last two people standing. And I don't. I I think that they would probably bring back Henry Cavill. Like I'm sure that he would come back. He's going to Marvel, isn't he? 
Is he? I thought, I thought he <laughs> to do what? Well, so, so did so did so did Michael Keaton. Oh well, I, it's not a you know it doesn't. Um, I thought he was playing like Hercules or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing, maybe, but maybe. that's in the that's in the new Thor. So like that's I, a legit thing yeah, that could I be a thing. <laughs> I'm not I'm not laughing at you, Malinok. I'm laughing at, at the state of yes. films. Yeah, I yeah. currently. Hercules, Hercules. It is not quickly That's listed on his stuff. I'm tired of the same old things. Um, no, it doesn't appear as though that's a thing. Okay, that must have just been a rumor I came across then. I mean, that, that would be fucking Hercules. hilarious. Because, I mean, Zeus Zeus is played by Russell Crowe in, oh. in the new Oh, movie. that would be such a fun fuck you to DC if they... Superman and fucking Jor-El... In in well in in Love and Thunder, Russell Crowe is playing Zeus. That's in Love and Thunder. That's happening. That's a thing that's happening. I was curious about that because you see like a back, like you see like a shot from behind <clears throat> yeah. Zeus, and I was like, I wonder who the fuck is playing. That's him. it's one hundred percent Russell Crowe. That's perfect. Hmm. Yeah, that is perfect. So yeah, uh, great especially like big. Big boy Russell Crowe. I'm yeah, like, I'm up. I'm all in on like chubby Russell Crowe. Mm. So yeah, that's that's a thing. But um, I so yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what else we really need to say about Ezra Miller. I mean, we we've we've rehashed this every week for the past three because he keeps beating <laughs> people up. Um, every week I'm gonna have a segment like Ezra. What has Miller who, who has Ezra Miller beaten up this week? Right. Um, it's, it's crazy. So. I know that to to those listening, it's going to sound like we've gotten through a big majority of what we would want to talk about tonight. Um, but this next topic, I have a feeling, is going to be one, number one, that we all agree on, number two, that you're going to agree with us on, and uh, number three, it's going to make absolutely no difference. Uh, whatever we say, it's going it, to, nothing is going to change. But everyone is going to feel the same way. So... Um, I will stop short of using the word that I specifically put in the uh, in the doc, but uh, man, fuck Netflix. You know, yeah. like, yeah. so they're, um, as of today, and I'm sure it will be worse tomorrow and probably the day after, um, so by the time that this comes out, I'm sure their stock is going to be even lower than what it is right now, but it's dropped 35% today. Um, that's, that equates to $50 billion in losses because they lost subscribers and Netflix's response to them losing subscribers is not, Hmm, probably charging too much or Hmm. Are we not putting out enough content? No, that's not what they had to say. Their response was, if you're sharing a password, we're fucking coming for you. <laughs> right, right. If your mom is watching Netflix on your account, mm, pretty sure we're coming at you. And it's going to not be good. That was their response. Basically, Which is that we sad because because if moms can't if moms can't use the Netflix password, then they can't get horny on Bridger with Bridgerton. Like, and then we're just going to have all these moms that can't release all their sexual tension. <laughs> that's the true concern here. That's that's the. <laughs> this is a solution that I feel like we are we are equipped to find. <laughs> I'm not equipped to handle this situation. <laughs> um, Mentally or physically. So I, you know, it, it, at least in, from my perspective, I think Netflix has made a, 
a series of errors over the past three years or so um, that really have put themselves in a precarious situation with their subscribers, not just in the sense of um, kind of losing what made Netflix special, um, which was the ability to just go on and watch a movie. Uh, you know, there's always something to watch. But then, you know, with, within the past several years, they started getting into their own original content. And, you know, as as maybe early as 2018, 2017, became known for that content more so than the place to just go and pick up a movie and watch it. Um, but one of the things that I think has, has ha, you know, obviously competition is going to is going to hurt a business in, in certain ways. And, um, it, you know, it is what it is, especially, you know, pulling the office when, when the office fell off. I'm sure that they lost a ton of viewership there right um you know disney pulled their stuff off you know that, that that kind of stuff happens in business it's on netflix to then turn around and find something new to get all those subscribers back exactly and, and it seems to me like they were able to do that for a, a decently long time but at what point do you have to stop and say you know what am i pushing people away rather than bringing people in and again, if we can all identify this as outsiders looking in, why can't the Netflix management find this this to be a problem either? And it and it, it truly it feels like they they are ignoring the true problem, which is their content isn't enough to keep subscribers. Mm -hmm. That's th that is the problem. You, their you issue is that we're sharing passwords. Yes. Right, yeah, because it's our fault, right? It's our fault that your content is fair to middling at best. Like, Stranger Things was cool, and then you just kept repeating it, and then like, <laughs> like, oh, man. I just, I, I don't even know, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Like, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really cool Netflix original stuff, but the answer isn't like penalizing or coming down on your fucking the people that are still paying for your subscription. So, like, I it, Jeff hit the nail on the head when he was talking about it, and it was something that I was talking about, like, earlier today, where it's like, you, instead of saying, look, the, like, the, the, the ecosystem of streaming has changed since we started. And instead of saying, well, we're losing subscribers because every film distributor has its own streaming app now, so NBC has their NBC app, so we lose rights, they get their stuff. Like HB, like HBO and Warner Brothers have their own thing, mm -hmm. and soon to be Discovery, and <clears throat> you know, Disney has its own thing. Like Jeff was saying, like like stuff is leaving because of that. And instead right. of saying, "Well, we need to pivot, we need to figure something out," it's people are sharing their passwords, and that's just yep. nonsense. I, I'll be honest, out of all the streaming apps I use on a daily basis, I rarely like watch anything on netflix like it's ozark and when glow was on because i fucking loved glow and that was like it like every once in a while we'll go on netflix and like i'll just be like this is a wasteland like this is like a yeah. walmart dvd bin yes like it's not even movies you've mm -hmm. heard of and i'm not even just talking about their original stuff i'm talking about just the f the only films that they can get rights to are like random straight to video movies and stuff like like not even counting their original content like it's like i'm not going to go on 
Netflix and see five horror movies out of an entire like list of horror movies that I recognize. When I could go to Shudder or like when I could go on Prime or whatever. Yeah. It's not password sharing. It's like you like you've been hoisted by your own petard and like (laughs) you need to learn that and pivot. And you need to stop canceling shows that people like because you know, it's 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 a common practice of we're going to green light a show to get new subscribers, and once we once the analytics show that all those new subscribers have we've gotten them already, well then we can just dump the show whenever we feel like it because then it'll save us money. We'll do a pilot for another show or like a first season for another show. We'll get more subscribers for that show. You know, like and that's it. Like that's just the model of a lot of these streaming things. And it's just like like I don't understand what, like what Netflix is gonna do, um, and like yeah, it, it's to a point where it's just like I don't know, like let them, like it's one of those things where it's like if they do raise prices or do all any of this other shit, like I don't care enough about Netflix content to like you know maybe I'll keep it to because the final season of o- Ozark is coming up now, but or the second half or whatever the fuck they're doing, like but like. After that, like, all right, like, I guess I'll just go to other streaming apps that have better mm-hmm. shit. Like, <laughs> yep. I mean, well, that's, I mean, the only reason I still have Netflix now is because my wife will pick up and watch a documentary. And I will say that that's one thing that Netflix does really, really well is their, their documentaries are always extremely well produced. That's um, true. And they have, they have the comedy side of it pretty well on lockdown. But I don't think you can build a streaming service around those two particular things, um, those genres, you know, the documentary genre and the, and the, the comedy genre, like you can host a, a bunch of standups, uh, and, and pay all these comedians to go, you know, do their specials and bring them to Netflix. But I'm not going to pay 20 bucks for that. Um, you know what I mean? And that's basically where it is for the laugh factory streaming app that's coming next summer. <laughs> no, no, we have to do that. <laughs> um, I don't want to watch Paula Poundstone stand up. <laughs> oh like no! <laughs> I think I think Netflix really needs to first and foremost take a step back and and try and recognize the actual problem, which which is something that they have not done uh, in in the time that they've been dealing with the loss of. And this is the first time they've reported an actual drop in subscribers. Um, in in I think they said it was three or four years something like that, but it is not going to get better um, until they address the issue that they're you know, right now their streaming platform is truly the worst. You know it it, it can be the biggest. The biggest doesn't mean the best. Yeah. Um. You know you, you may have more than everybody else, uh, but that will only go so long if you're not giving those people something to watch. Um. Especially now that your competition just got, you know, much bigger with with Discovery. Um, you know, if everything from HBO Max ends up on Discovery Plus or vice versa, and it equates to a five dollar increase, you know what I mean? Like right now, I think I pay seven ninety nine for Discovery Plus, um, and I watch that more than any other any any other uh, streaming service that I have. Um, if they put HBO shit on that as well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, that's. I don't. I I need that in Disney Plus, and I, that's pretty much it. Like, as of right now, 
as of April the 20th in the year of our Lord, tw- tw- 2022, uh, it, HBO Max just stomps all over Netflix all day, every day. HBO Max is amazing. Start to finish. I love everything that's on that platform. It's the best subscription I've made in forever. And if, and if fucking HBO Max doesn't have it, then I guarantee that Amazon Prime does. And if, yeah. and if Prime doesn't, pay the $3 and rent it. You know, yeah. like, I, I just, I don't understand why we choose to be, like, held captive by a shitty library that doesn't have a whole lot. And, yeah, I get you can, you can go get a VPN and you can see what's on Netflix Canada. Fuck that. I pay twelve. How much is it? What's it up to now? For what? Well, what's the fourteen? Well, I, bucks, so me bucks? myself, I I pay twenty because I have the four streams and I have four K, um, uh, because I I don't have cable. So in my house, all of my kids could be streaming and I could be streaming and my wife could be streaming and everybody could be watching something different in their rooms, um, you know. And I I pay for that. Am I going to continue to pay for that? Nah, I'm not sure about that. Um, but at least right now, I know mine is I believe is twenty dollars. I can I can verify that, but I'm pretty sure I pay twenty. Fourteen ninety nine. I don't have all the fancy bells and whistles. I just have the standard subscription. So whatever that is, it's I think it is. Well, like again, I started doing that whenever I went, you know, whenever their their library was unmatched. I started paying for the four. You know, the four oh God, I'm sorry. House. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> sorry, podcast. You you got that. Uh, I logged into Netflix and it started auto playing something, and it was the worst. Um so loud <laughs> it was so loud uh hold on membership so i have the premium ultra hd which is 19.99 a month the standard which is just 1080p is 15.49 a month so i mean you're paying the end all be all is you're paying between ten dollars and nineteen dollars uh to to basically have a you know again a subpar library with you know really no original content um it's worth a damn i mean yeah. i loved mindhunter but great show that's probably the last thing that i can say i genuinely loved start to finish the netflix yeah. collection yeah uh netflix has has a ways to go to get themselves out of the hole that they've dug um and i will tell you right now that uh you know going after the people that share passwords and I, granted i am I am one of one of those people. I, I you know, my, my password is 100% logged in at my mother-in-law's house. Um, being one of those people, uh, if, if you're coming after me to try and get your revenue up, I can guarantee you my mother-in-law is not going to subscribe to Netflix. Not going to be a thing she does. She is just going to go and watch the cable that she has anyway. Mm-hmm. We sign in there for the kids for a convenience. She has cable. You are not going to gain subscribers. You're going to lose subscribers. You would piss me off because at that point I'm just gonna be like, "Well, I yeah, only had it yeah. because the kids watch it, and that's it." No, that's that's what it comes down to. I'll happily drop it. I I, yep. I watch it maybe. It's maybe like two percent of my viewing, yeah, uh, intake per month. Yeah, because so my I, mom I, will I always no problem with it. <clears throat> my mom will always ask me like, you know, like, are you watching this TV show? I'm like, no, I've never heard of that. What is that? <laughs> and she's like, it's on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's why I've never that heard. That makes sense. Yes, because I'm just not on. I'm. I'm not. I'm not surfing Netflix. Yeah. Listen, Netflix. Fuck you, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sponsor the show if you want. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know if we even want to do this. We're at an hour and thirteen minutes, which is pretty much a, 
pretty much an episode. I don't think we need to go into my my North Korean story. Um, Call it. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll we'll wrap it up right here. So let's do some uh, final thoughts. Anybody have final thoughts or anything they want to want to say? I'll get mine out of the way first. I can't I can't wait to make you guys laugh in a second. Go ahead. So the other night, and I wasn't even drinking. I watched the Snyder Cut, and I am so baffled by how much I enjoyed it and how competent it was. I was okay, fucking flabbergasted. <laughs> you know, I... April Fool's was like three weeks ago, right? <laughs> okay. John was no, celebrating was... 420 a few days early. <laughs> I was. He said he wasn't drunk, but he was high as a fucking I wasn't... kite. I, I was sober as a preacher. Like I, I Listen, just, so he wasn't sober at all. And snorted them, but <laughs> it, it's not good. But the fact that it even remotely resembles a story <laughs> with character development it... and shit that happens, like I, I can't get over it. I, I can't get over it. I like I... parts of it. I can't say that about any other Zack Snyder right. movie. After like man, like but like I like the ones before Man of Steel, but for Man of Steel onward, I hate them all. Like. And it it just it it blew me away it in a really underwhelming kind of way. <laughs> yeah, it is it is a weird anomaly. It is kind of I- interesting to see like like because a lot of times, um, you know, you hear about like the blank cut of blah blah blah, and it's just like right. Oh, there's like two extra scenes, or like uh, they maybe like change the ending a little bit. It 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 is that weird anomaly where it is like the Snyder cut, and you watch it, and you're like, oh yeah, this is a completely different movie. This is completely different, and it's not just like weird reshot stuff and and things like that. Like, like this was obviously something you wanted to make. There is, I, I, yeah, it's it's a strange anomaly. There are parts of of the Snyder cut that I was like, oh, okay, like I can see what he like wanted to do, or like <laughs> you know, and and right. stuff. It's it's strange. It it is a strange viewing experience, oh, and odd. and yeah, there are parts of it that you're like, okay, and and. You know, they're mixed with insane, baffling Zack Snyder decisions that make you kind of laugh out loud. Those, uh, just the last thing I'll say about it, I I don't want to harp too too much on it, but one thing that I genuinely found interesting, because I I talk shit on Zack Snyder all the time, but I really genuinely think that his, like, fuck the five acts and the the names of the, fuck you, that, that sounds like fucking... A high school uh, English paper, like a pretentious asshole kid trying to trying to sound cool, like. But the way that each character gets their own little episode within the movie to flesh them out is something that I haven't seen a whole lot of, and I I kind of enjoy that. I'm like in the hands of somebody else who could do something better <laughs> with it. That could be really really cool, and like just as the nugget of an idea, as the nucleus of just this cool little like. Um, kind of like storytelling mechanic of just like okay this is the cyborg episode and then this is the wonder woman like this is the you know this is the batman episode like i was like wow that's really kind of fun i understand why they couldn't do it for four or five years ago or whatever but like as a standalone piece on streaming i'm like this is this has a little bit of merit just a little bit (laughs) like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a convert. I'm the movie still is not is not good. But there there was at least some some rays of of hope in there um, that I was pleasantly surprised by. So the world's All right, not John. All I'm gonna play you off. 
I'm gonna play you off here, man. We're gonna we're gonna start the music. <clears throat> um, I, I'm I'm I can't allow it anymore. I can't. I let you I let you speak your piece, but uh, can't do it. Can't do it. It's an academy standard. It's an academy standard. It's an it's in four by three. It's in four by three. Chunk four. It's black and white. The whole fucking movie's in black and white. It's black and white. That's and the black and white choice. version of the Snyder Cut. The original version of the Snake. I was just gonna say I totally forgot about that other Snyder the black cut. and white one. Yeah. No. no well. Wait. Oh yeah. The black. Wait. I thought because I went I went back and watched the red. This letter is media. final thoughts, not fucking forty five minute debate. <laughs> Go to bed, Grandpa. Anyway, um. Was there, last question, and then I'll shut up. Was there or was there not like a shitty in between Zack Snyder cut where like they he fucked with the colors and that was about it? I don't think. Okay, no. so so it was just the original theatrical and who just knows this. and who fucking cares? <laughs> Moving on. I'm blah, blah. All right, well. no, I have to know now. Which version did you watch? Are you saying you like the original cut? No, 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 no. I, I watched the new cut that's up on HBO Max. The black and white one. Yeah. Oh, it's, I didn't watch that one. I, so I watched the white. Snyder cut that was color. Yeah, I think the Snyder cut that was color is is not the Snyder cut, right? Uh, no, they're both the same movie. It's just oh, they made one black and white. Just to of course they did. Of course the they one did. that Why I watched was in color as well. There was <laughs> definitely color. I'm not watching either of them. Uh, Monsor, what do you got for final thoughts? <laughs> oh boy final thoughts um <clears throat> i don't i don't know i i um I, I'm, you broke him malinok you broke I'm him gonna... you broke him with the snyder cut now we broke to carla <laughs> here's a final thought okay if you're not interested in a show right and you're like i don't want to watch this show Find a friend that has watched the show and have them explain it to you because you might really actually want to watch the show. Are you afterwards. saying you're going to watch Moon Knight? I'm going to watch Moon Knight as soon as I finish it. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know what's going to be funny? I truly think you're going to like it. little guy. You know what? I think you're going to like have it. A feeling, I have a feeling I'm going to like how incoherent and insane it is. Yeah. I like when the comic book shit swings for the fences and just is like bonkers. So I might. So. Listen, listen to your friends. They have important things to say about Mr. Knight and Moon Knight and Ethan Hawke <laughs> and the Butterworth Boys. Oh, my. All right, for, Butterworth Boys. <laughs> for what about you, man? Yeah. Um, also, sometimes don't listen to your friends because they'll want to spend <laughs> 20 minutes talking about the Snyder Cut, which, for the love of Christ... Do anything at all else with your time than watch the Snyder Cut. Sit down and rip a handful of your hair out and count the hairs. <laughs> watch cars go by. Throw a chair. Do yeah, throw a chair. Throw a chair at yourself. Fly to Hawaii and throw a chair at Ezra Miller. Yeah, throw it to or, or an unsuspecting <laughs> anything lady. Anything other than that. What is brunch? <laughs> All right, so I uh, I went back and listened to some Limp Bizkit today. <laughs> you just lost oh, nice. every 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 bit of making fun of me in the last ten. <laughs> <laughs>
Just so you know. It's all down the floor. Continue. Thanks, everybody, for coming out and listening, and, and, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs>